Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. So the White House, yes, and they brought in all the. So they brought in loads of McDonald's and stuff like Not that. Not only McDonald's, it was also Burger King and Wendy's, so all the great American brands. What I was the thinking The best thing was the speech of Donald Trump who said, like, there was two options. The one was, my wife is preparing salad for all of you, not him, <laughs> or we buy 400 burgers. <laughs> <laughs> what I was thinking about this is that when you bring food into the White House, right, mm. surely it's got to be checked. Yeah. And mm. it's got to go through secret service and everything like that. So by the time it gets to the table, it's probably really cold and not very tasty. Yeah, it's all, every time it's good. Have you ever eaten a warm burger at McDonald's? I thought you were going to say, have I ever eaten a warm <laughs> burger at the White House? <laughs> <laughs> I've certainly not eaten a warm burger at the White no. House. I have been to the presidential house of Ireland, though. Ah. Mm, oh. On private reasons or for burgers? It wasn't for burgers. This <laughs> is what I would say. Anyway, joining me, Ian McCord, on today's One Football Podcast is Alex Mott. Hello. Alejandro de la Cruz Diago. Gonzalez. I almost forgot the Gonzalez. <laughs> oh, you can. Don't you, forget that. It's okay with, with, with my first name and my first surname, it's okay. Alejandro that Diago. Okay. It's just there's so many names to get in there, Alejandro. <laughs> Benny Kulhoff. Yeah, my, my name sounds ridiculous next to Alejandro de la, de la, de la Cruz de la Diago. <laughs> Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't quite sound the same. Yeah, no. Okay, so first of all, uh, an apology. We printed a story yesterday. We won football, printed a story yesterday, reporting that uh, Marcelo Bielsa scheduled a press conference to say he was about to resign. We got it wrong. No excuses. Uh, apologies to all of our Leeds fans out there. Best of luck with the, with the rest of this season. Anna Kapoor emailed in to ask, how do I feel about getting trolled by Marcelo Bielsa and the official Leeds Twitter account? Uh, not great, is what I would say, uh, but I, I could probably enjoy the official Leeds one. Uh, what they did was they responded with the picture of the Wolf of Wall Street where he says, oh, what does he say again? I'm not fucking leaving! <laughs> or, you know, something along those lines. Uh, and even, even Pontus Janssen got in, uh, got in on me too, so, you know. It wasn't not the best night in your life, right? It wasn't the best night in my life, okay. no. And there was no... Uh, we only had alcohol-free beer at home. Oh, uh, wow. It's even wow. worse. So I couldn't even Double use... Double blow. Uh, right? I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even use that to cope. So I was sitting on the couch, sucking on a... Uh, Sober? A, uh, a, a, what, what do you call it? Alcohol-free Heineken. <laughs> Did you cry or anything? Like on drama reasons? No. Did you just start crying? No, I didn't cry. Okay. No, but... Scream? Punch? I will say getting it wrong is not the <clears throat> nicest feeling in the world. How close <laughs> were you to delete Twitter? Like, the app, not your account. Um, I was very close to deleting my account. Okay. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. yeah. My Lucky wife, you didn't. My wife convinced me otherwise. Yeah. Uh, again, apologies, we got it wrong. Uh, let's, let's move on. And we're going to start today with Real Madrid. Oh. Oh. What and, a, and the mess that is their season. First of all, is mess too strong a word? Or Yeah, it's just it, strong to say a mess because you can say it's a mess when the season is not over still. Uh, Real Madrid is now alive in Copa del Rey. They are now alive in Liga. Okay, Barca is 10 points far away from Real Madrid, but they, but they are alive. And we have seen Real Madrid coming back many times and winning the league. So 
But how can uh, you not be alive in a league? I mean, then you have to quit the league and just say we don't play anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. Real Madrid will not never surrender. I to, I'll tell okay. you this now. But I mean, being alive in the Copa del Rey yeah, for yeah. a club like Real Madrid, <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. The Copa del Rey. I mean, and we, also I mean, the are, four of us could probably put in a decent team and come out with the Copa del Rey. But we are alive also in the Champions League, so um, the season it lasts until June. So let's okay. wait until June. Until we got, we we want to kill this team. Okay, so, so but things things are not going right. We can say that things are, are not going as expected. Right. But so what we want to know is why are things not going as expected? What's what is it that's gone wrong so far? Probably I'll go to the beginning of the season, not with the with the signing of Lopetegui, but when Zidane said uh, he was leaving, when Zidane uh, told told the people that he was leaving Real Madrid. Uh, in that moment, we uh, it was open a a new a new era where no, with with no one who expect that in in terms of what can we do with the team now? Okay, there are, there is still a good project now behind with the, with the signing of John John Gans, John John Prospect that they can uh, boost Real Madrid in a few years, mm -hmm. but for probably this season. They didn't know what what is going on, so uh, the thing is uh, after Zidane, uh, things didn't didn't go, went as expected for Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. And then, so Lopetegui was gone pretty soon after. Not pretty soon because uh, relatively soon. The the thing is that after losing five one in Bernabeu in Camp Nou, I mean. You cannot do anything anything other than leave to your home. The defeat on against Barcelona was very harmful for the team, mm -hmm. and it was at the point where the, where they were we were watching that the team was was in need for a change before that game, uh, because we see, for example, uh, winning two Victoria Pilsen in Bernabeu on a uh, suffering a lot, mm -hmm. uh, losing against Alaves, losing against many other teams uh, with no scoring that it was a very hard season a very hard uh, moment of the season for Real Madrid so Lopetegui's sacking came uh, perfectly in order to try to real, uh, make a life again to the to the team hmm. and then what what's baffling for me is that this is a team that has won How many Champions Leagues in a row is it now? Three? Four out of five. Four out of the last four five. Four out of the last five. Okay, there's one major difference. Him. <laughs> you know. He's gone. Well, them. Or, Zidane and Ronaldo. Oh, well, that's I'd true. Say. Yeah, Zidane and Ronaldo. But, I mean, on, on the field, it's Ronaldo's gone. But it's still relatively the same team that's managed to win these Champions Leagues. Yeah, but I think Ronaldo scored all the important goals in every important match. So, if you put him out of a team there is no one to replace him in this certain situation should we re remember Benzema's goals to Bayern Munich Grande Karim we all remember <laughs> him, of course. should we remind uh, Benzema's goal to Liverpool should we remind Bayern's goal to Liverpool okay I think Ronaldo scored many important goals for Real Madrid but he wasn't uh, comfortable inside of the team uh, from some months ago before before leaving Ronaldo was was thinking to leave Real Madrid at the end of the season so But then the club internally have to have some sort of succession plan, don't they? Otherwise, yeah, that, otherwise what happens is what has happened. They're just bumbling from one week to another, not really knowing what's going on. Of course, the succession plan is, is, is very well studied and it was, for example, to see uh, we were expecting to, uh, this year to Asensio to give a step ahead and become 
uh, top player in the team, but it didn't happen. We were expecting, uh, another, for example, another players to continue on a high level, but we're saying that Marcelo now, for example, has started the season on a very bad way. We are seeing that, for example, maybe Bale is still a, was was called to be the new the new star of Real Madrid, but he has scored goals, but he's not as a star as as Ronaldo was. Mm. So the thing is. Not not as physically reliable as, as Ronaldo. Not as physically reliable. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not only that, but also for example, meaning to charge the team on the back mm-hmm. as Ronaldo did. For example, you mm-hmm. remember there were many uh, less important games. I mean, against for example Sevilla, mm-hmm. uh, Betis, or all these kind of teams of, of middle uh, table teams mm-hmm. that when you see Ronaldo, you saw Ronaldo, and he said, "Guys, we're winning this by my." By minutes, and we are winning this. Mm-hmm. Bale's not that type of character, is he? He's, you know, even, a, in the, even in the dressing room, he's not that sort of loud presence. Bale is not a good character. He's he's a very good character for the dressing room. He's a very good character for the team because he doesn't give any problem. He makes team with all his mates. He integrates a lot in the dynamic of the team, but he's not a leader as it was Cristiano Ronaldo. I think the only character that can uh, be similar to Cristiano Ronaldo, there are only two players that can be. One is Sergio Ramos, and the other is Luka Modric. Luka Modric? Yeah. Luka Modric is the, is the leader in silence. You will see that... <laughs> Deep silence. Yeah. <laughs> you will see that probably uh, there is... Uh, you see Sergio Ramos uh, animating the team when the things are bad now this season, but... Also, and you see in the last seasons before, uh, that Sergio Ramos was trying to cheer up the team and as, as Ronaldo did. But I told you, if Luka Modric speaks on the locker room and say, guys, we're playing like shit, all the team reacts and, 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 turn, and, and change the ship. And, I, and we're in a post-World Cup season as well, mm, which, is always di- which is always difficult for top teams because naturally their players go further in the World Cup, which means Modric, for instance, is just knackered at the moment. Mm-hmm. You can, he hasn't performed well at all at the start of the season. Same with Rakitic at Barcelona, Mandzukic has been injured a lot, you know, all those Croatian players, a lot of the Belgian players. They, but they, not only Modric, Marcelo, for example, Marcelo is, we have seen, he's, he's very tired, he's getting old, he has still got class. Because he's uh, he's a top uh, maybe the the best left back in the world, but he's now uh, he's now on a on a bad moment of shape, so maybe it's because of the World Cup. Mm. I yeah. have a theory. Go on. <clears throat> maybe for the first time since two decades, we have the, the situation where Real Madrid is not the most thrilling club for every player. So maybe they get problems to afford new superstars to run their project, mm. because mm. like Liverpool is going big. Manchester mm-hmm. City is new in the ra- in the race. Mm-hmm. PSG is there. Barcelona, Bayern Munich is starting to restart everything. And I think for the first time, not everybody is saying, I go there if Real Madrid calls. Because with Ronaldo going, all the shiny things are gone. They are not as good in the league. Maybe they don't win the Champions League. And uh, maybe for the first time I can remember, Real Madrid is maybe have two or three uh, hard years to get really great players. Spe- especially with the new stadium that they're planning to build. Uh, you know. uh, to the refurbishment of the yeah. stadium, probably, but it's not only, I think, uh, Benny's theory is not uh, according, uh, 100% true because... Uh, <laughs> it's the a theory. It's, a th- it's your theory, <laughs> I know. But the thing is, for example, uh, we are coming after a, a market, a transfer market that it got very uh, overpriced. Paying, for example, 222 million for Neymar, 180 for Mbappé, 
the amount Barcelona played for Coutinho, that it was also a top player. This, this, these are not uh, real, real uh, numbers for the market. Oh, I, come I, on, Real was the club who started the whole thing with buying. Mm. But if Madrid are for... penny pinching, yeah. then no. that means they have to go younger and go into different markets, which is always a gamble. No. And this is interesting because the question is: Do Madrid have the money? You you read some pieces and they say no, you know they don't have anything. You read others that suggest well, banks are still willing to lend them the money. Mm. I, it seems to be that maybe the truth is in between. I don't know. No, the thing is, for example, Real Madrid doesn't want to enter to an overpriced market and start to pay many, many money for players that maybe can have a, for example, in the case of uh, Alison Berker, that they paid 80 million. It's a, a, over, a overpriced for a goalkeeper. Yeah, but would you rather pay 80 million for Alison or 40 million for Courtois and Alison's? Almost no, but 40 good. million for Courtois is a, is a good is a good business. Courtois is a. Well, he was going into the end of his contract, yeah. wasn't he? That yeah. seems like a lot of money for a player going that deep into his contract. No, because it's a player that it's uh, on a, on 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 a best moment of his career. He came after doing a very a very good World Cup. He still has got uh, seven or eight years of uh, good football, and getting for 40 million is is a very is a very quite good uh, good business. I mean, having seen Alison Becker, I would have... I would Stumped have, up the extra cash. I would have paid the yeah, extra cash well. now that I've seen yeah. a lot more I, of I, 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 was, I was naming Alison, but for example, I can go to another big transfer that was Kepa Rizabalaga for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. 85 million euro. That's a lot. And it's uh, mm. yeah. overpriced. But if Real Madrid want to get back to winning the big trophies, don't they have to pay the money? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, the prices won't go back. Yeah, the, the market more, is more, the market. Crazy. Yeah, they, 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 want to, they, they need to spend the money, but they need to spend it wisely. It's, uh, they, uh, it because... Uh, you 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 cannot do, for example, spend many amounts of money as Manchester City has done during the last year. Mm-hmm. We have seen how many Champions League have won, has won Manchester City. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah, they have the wrong coach, right? <laughs> so, I mean, how can it all how can it all be fixed? Is it new players, new chairman, new manager? What is it? New players, of course. New players that we need a new uh, a, a new players, a young players, some some uh, top star. Uh, I don't know who, which ones can be, for example, but in my case, I would like, for example, Mbappé for Real Madrid. You, oh. You're bang on. It sh- they should go all out to get Mbappé. That will be uh, that will be my wish. Mm-hmm. But I will trust a change of chairman that will be ridiculous, really. Changing of the, the man who has uh, changed the game, Florentino Pérez, that will be a ridiculous thing. Uh, because if we want to get back to the moment when Ramon Calderón was uh, um, uh, still in the, uh, the general assemblies for the club, organizing them as he wanted and putting Atlético de Madrid fans inside of uh, uh, the general assembly of, of, of club members of Real Madrid, I don't want that. Is that true? Of course, it, it happened that uh, it happened that in ten years ago. It, that okay. the, that was the reason why Ramon Calderón resigned of Real Madrid. Okay. And then, of course, the, I mean, the really best way to fix the club would be get Jose Mourinho in there. <laughs> and his man management is brilliant these days. Well, I like Mourinho. You know, I, li- I, I know you like Mourinho. I'm shocked, but I'm shocked that any Real Madrid fan would like Mourinho. Amazing. Mourinho was, was, the, was the guy for Real Madrid that, oh, that changed the, the, the mind of, 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 the, of the Madridismo. It was the man who, who told us uh, that we, we shouldn't be feel uh, less than any other club uh, to remember to our own history uh, and fight 
and fight in the pits and be and get the the big Real Madrid we wanted. But the football was terrible. The, and the games made yeah, that, on, that, it? Yeah, but on the other hand, I was going to tell that uh, we, uh, we 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 didn't play we didn't play as as we were expecting for a big team. My wish, apart from Mourinho. Zinedine Zidane come back to Real Madrid but that's a very complete uh, very difficult wish and Ronaldo also right no 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 no. Uh, really uh, Santiago Bernabéu said who is not comfortable in Real Madrid here he's got the door but uh, Ronaldo did, did that he wasn't comfortable okay you got the door there okay um, one or two final questions talk to us about Isco really I mean it, you have here a player who uh, I mean, we've talked about him on the podcast before. I'm a massive, massive fan of him. But Slurry is just isolating him, and I, I, I don't quite understand why. Because uh, the thing is, Isco is, is not in, in a good shape. So Solari thinks that uh, he should put to the players that they are on, a, on the best shape at the, at, the, at the best moment, at the ideal moment. And Isco, we have seen in many games that they are, he's not in a good shape. Uh, By shape, you mean mentally or physically? Uh, physically, but also mentally, yes, mm-hmm. he needs to uh, recover. We want we want Isco back. Uh, that's it. But uh, we are seeing that, for example, Isco is still um, dealing with a uh, to get the good shape he needed. Okay. For me, as a fan of the great FC Schalke here in Germany, I would say if he wants a shitty club to shine. There's an option to go to Germany and really <laughs> bring a big club up. So if you have any contacts to Real Madrid, <laughs> and, and if you're out there, Isco, I'm sure Derry City would uh, <laughs> yeah. approve of having you at the Bernabeu. I know a couple of good pubs in the area. We could, I could, I could almost certainly offer you at least one free pint a week. Yeah. <laughs> you take him at Oxford? Nah, we don't need him. You don't need him at nah, Oxford. Nah, definitely not. Going up anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that's quite a bit about Real Madrid, isn't it? Yeah. I know you want to talk. Did you want to have a quick word about VAR? I know you're dying. To VAR, talk about VAR, really? VAR. That's uh, we. I was very hopeful on the World Cup with VAR, but it's not working very well in Spain. I don't know why, but maybe it's the the referees. They don't know. They don't want to know to use it. Uh, maybe the images are. They need to. To be better than uh, than the, than the ones they are being served now to the Spanish referees, but I think VAR needs a change in Spain. Yeah, I, I just wondered because at the World Cup everybody was comfortable with the VAR system, and then the league starts again, and in every league that was used, everybody is like, "What the fuck is happening here? <laughs> Why don't you do it the way they did it at the World Cup? <laughs> it's working." But Benny, I hate VAR. I in, get rid of it, in Germany, you have last year uh, that the VAR wasn't working properly. No. And you discuss it, so... No, we don't discuss it. It will stay there. We just add more referees to watch videos and <laughs> make it even more complicated. That's the, that's the solution. The that German seems, way to do like it. seems like a good yeah. solution. Slow no, it down no, that's a, a good solution. Yeah. Uh, Simon Dyglish has been in touch. I don't know if he's any relation to Kenny. It would be good to know, Maybe, yeah. Simon, let us know. I have two questions and will consider myself very lucky if you decide either are worthy of discussing on air. So play the lottery today, Simon. Mm. How this Actually, Alex, this is a good one for you. How much better would the English national team be if it included the entire UK? I'm thinking <laughs> Bale and Robertson in particular. I accept this will never happen, but isn't it frustrating and how frustrating must it be for players like Bale and Robertson? Um, the first part of the question, Go on. I don't think the England team would be any better with Gareth Bale in it at the moment. Okay. Um, Robertson? 
Maybe Robertson. Mm-hmm. Um, although we've got quite a few fullbacks at the moment, but Robertson has been brilliant in the Premier League. Um, I think what we really need is someone like Aaron Ramsey or Joe Allen, a, a proper midfielder mm-hmm. that can keep the ball. That would be what I'd really like. But as, but to, as, as to why it would never happen. Well, also, uh, is it frustrating for Bell and Robertson? No, because they wouldn't want to play for the English anyway. So yeah, it's I, just a non, non-starter, non, yeah, regional, non-issue. Regional pride. Yeah, you know, exactly. Country yeah, pride yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, they tried it at the Olympics in... 2012. 2012. Yeah, when it was the London Olympics. It didn't really take off it like they work. wanted it to, no. So. no. Uh, another question. Do you believe in Hendo? As a Liverpool fan, I'm amazed that he starts over Naby or Fabinho, for example. I wouldn't say he's bad, but I don't think he's nearly as good as those two, for example, which makes me wonder if Klopp feels obliged to play him as he's the lone Englishman on the team. Oh, I guess he's not the lone Englishman. He's not the lone Englishman, but I do agree Jim that Jim I think um, he doesn't add anything to this Liverpool team now. I feel like they, last year, the year before, he was sort of integral to their midfield, but I feel like they've outgrown him now, really. He's quite a limited player. He doesn't really play with his head up. He doesn't really bring the ball forward in any way. The way that Klopp wants to play, sort of quick counter-attack, he seems to slow the ball down a lot. I would definitely play Cater over him. And I think, yeah, I think this Liverpool team have sort of out, outgrown him now, really. And I imagine it's just it's a, it's a kind of period of acclimatisation for, for Keita. Yeah, the same with what they've done with Fabinho, really, mm-hmm. sort of playing him in select games and, um, you know, dribs and drabs. I think... Towards the end of the season and definitely into next season, I think we'll start seeing Cater and Fabinho a lot more, okay. and and then Henderson, yeah, maybe look to sell him. To be honest, phased out. Yeah. You would have sort of loved Keita at, uh, in the Bundesliga, Benny. I, I I thought he was a great player, but I think he wasn't that good. But oh. um, but I know that Jurgen Klopp can make every player better, so I expect him to be a very good player for the Premier League. I just wonder. I don't. I'm not real Liverpool expert mm-hmm. because I'm not the biggest Klopp fan. But I know that Klopp always has these guys in his team, like who just do the work and don't give any, uh, don't add anything to the team. They just on the pitch to to clean the mess up, and mm-hmm. then there are other players to shine or to to do the counter attacks or to do the first ball. But you need one or two players who just like uh, Goalskreutz in Dortmund, for example. Yeah. He was just like there because there was a nice story behind it, and he works his ass off to play there. So that Dortmund team could run too. Yeah, they could. Really I think run. if if. Milner is in the team then there's absolutely no need for Henderson they're both sort of water carriers type mm-hmm. players and Milner's much better at that well given the injury to Trent Alexander-Arnold well, Milner yeah. might have to go back to fullback yeah. for, for the moment that is true yeah. uh, Ben Ben Yeo has emailed in just watch Dogs of Berlin on Netflix holy shit the football <laughs> the football sequences in Germany v Turkey at the Olympic Stadium must be the worst and most unrealistic football on film I've ever seen. I've not seen Dogs of Berlin. Yeah. Have I mean, you? there is this famous movie with Sylvester Stallone and Pelé, the war movie. This mm-hmm. football scene is also unreal, but Dogs of Berlin is one of the shittiest Netflix series I've ever seen. What's it about? Basically, a Turkish, a German national player, Turkish origin, got killed in Berlin, or not even, uh, it's Berlin, but they don't call it Berlin, They so they invent... Bon? No, they, they invent parts of the city who are not there. Like oh. They are part, part called, I think, Kaiserstadt or something like this. And where's that meant to be, like Neukölln or something? Yeah, they, I don't know why they even say Neukölln or anything. Uh, and then there are two shitty uh, commissars who try to solve this thing. And the f- they, they hire not football players for football scenes. They hired <laughs> actors who act like football players. And it's 
It's shit. You, you're just I'm gonna shame. have to check this out. Tell us, tell us what you really think. <laughs> it's a shame. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the. But most was it, it was filmed in Berlin, wasn't it? It is filmed in Berlin. It's one of the one of them is one of the best German actors, and the the setup is nice, and is I think there's production is amazing, mm. but the plot is, I don't know. There are 200 plots in one thing. It's too much, and it's even boring. And the <laughs> it's yeah. If you uh, if there's a rainy day, yeah, and you hate yourself, yeah. Then it's time to watch. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I've got some more uh, non-alcoholic beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday would be the perfect night for you to, to, to wrap it up <laughs> with a nice binge watching or dogs of Berlin. <laughs> what did I, I'm trying to think? Did I watch anything last night? No, but I want to watch that cleaning show on Netflix. Have you heard about this? Uh, the the Asian one. Yeah, Americana. Yeah, I heard about it. Did you watch it? I was. I read some reviews about it, and they say, for example, uh, they put a, an a limited amount of books that you you should have for yeah. have a perfect tidying. Yeah. What? It's only you. Have, you you cannot have more than thirty books at your at your home, in order to tie, to fit them perfectly yeah, inside. You have, to, you have to talk to your clothes when you throw them away and something like this. Every piece of cloth you want to throw away, you have to say thank you for being part of my life. But now it's yeah. over, and I mean I have four hundred pieces of cloth that takes like a year to clean up, so I don't do it. Four hundred pieces of clothes. Well, if you, if you count socks as two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben goes on to ask, can you fellas think of a worse example? Uh, you've got whatever that Sylvester Stallone escaped That's to victory. That's escape to victory. That is not bad. But football the football scene. Oh, the football okay. scene's a bit weird. Yeah. Okay. And there's also like, uh, there are certain football scenes that are very bad. Okay. Uh, we can we can talk about the maybe the the moment when Gerald Butler I don't remember I don't know if you have seen it the game of their lives yeah. oh, Gerald, yeah, Gerald yeah, Butler yeah. making us a goalkeeper for Easy. the United States. What's or, this game or, of our lives? Yeah, yeah he plays the game for of Celtic. Their lives. Is this the one about is this the one about FIFA? No, yeah, he's a Celtic is, player. Gerard Butler's in a football. He's meant to be an ex-footballer. Is this real? Yeah, yeah is this yeah, real? Yeah, it's, it's, a, real. it's a movie about the US, USA national team that went to the FIFA World Cup in 1950, and Gerald Butler appears as a goalkeeper. They beat England one 0 Yeah, ah, take that in. The yeah. FIFA movie is also a good example for shitty football scenes. Oh. For, I, or shitty films there's a very good podcast out there called the Reducer Podcast and I think they're going through that at the moment I'd, I'd highly recommend it but yeah. I, I've never seen this movie because no, I have it on DVD I think I can give it to you you can lend it to yeah. me okay yeah, it's another, do, if there's another rainy it, day and, and you hate yourself and have maybe I can watch it and we can do a little review next week Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Tell me the time. I don't have time. In terms, in terms of good football movies, I can highly recommend the Zinedine Zidane movie uh, with the Mogwais. Uh, oh, really? Oh, you like it? Well, I really like Mogwai. Yeah, you like Mogwai. So. so, but you can you listen to the album without watching Zinedine Zidane. I don't know. There's record. something nice in it. The way it's super boring. Watching him sweat so much. He, I've never seen a man who sweats, yeah, sweats so profusely. I mean, he has a lot of face to sweat because he has no hair. So. But it's a, it's a lot of sweat. Yeah, it's a lot of sweat. A lot of sweat. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of Germany, the Bundesliga is back. Well, we don't have Nico. We do have Benny. That's almost as good. Mm-hmm. Almost as good. Thank you. Where, uh, where should we start? Alfonso Davies? Yeah, we can start with the youngest and best Canadian player ever. Well, that's my question. Is he going to be the greatest Canadian <laughs> in the history of Bayern Munich? Uh, there's Owen Hargraves, who is half Canadian yeah. and have won some titles. So uh, there's a race, but uh, it's promising what we see. I okay. mean, he has these tricks. He has a uh, crazy speed. And I think there's quite a buzz around him. I think Bayern's work will be to keep this one calm and don't overprice him and just 
let him grow. Mm-hmm. And I think he will start in the second team or something, but trains with the first team. Oh, Kovac said, you don't waste a player like this in the second team, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure Bayern is the last club throwing an 18-year-old guy in this in this situation in the season. Because so do you think he'll play any time at all for the first team? Yes, then? sure. I think okay. they're going to fix the table first mm-hmm. when they're on the first place and win every game 4-0, then it's Alfonso Davis, <laughs> Davis time. MLS debut at 15, Canada debut at 16, Bayern debut at 18. I hate young people. <laughs> and he also, I just read in uh, some quotes about him, his former coach said he's a present for football. Nobody's ever described me as a present no. for anything. <laughs> You're a present, yeah. No. Is, he, is he as much better as Vinicius Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know. He's, well, you can't judge a Canadian uh, close to a Brazilian. There's also like different origin and different genes uh, mm. behind it. But uh, I think he has a crazy speed. Crazy is, tricks. Is he as good as Hudson Odoi? That's the question. I've never seen Hudson Odoi play, <laughs> but I think. I haven't seen much of him either, but Lewis Ambrose has, and he yeah. assures me that he's a very good player. I'm not sure if Bayern really should buy him because I have the feeling they, they was just want to get clear that they don't want Jaden Sancho because they have another Englishman in mm. place who's ah, even better. Okay. And this is. Th- I know it because my, form, my, my club, Schalke 04, scouts like this since 10 years <laughs> so they look which players perform good at other teams and then they search similar players who are not as good but buy them for double the price and I think Bayern should not buy a player just because he's English and young it's sort of like trying to get back at an ex-girlfriend by having a new girl <laughs> yes you know, like I, I don't need you yeah. look, at, look, look at this, this <laughs> look at this shiny new you know yeah, person like I have this. here okay uh, so is he going to save their season or are they just going to do that by themselves you mean Alfonso Fonzi yeah. or what are you talking about yeah no I'm wondering if Alfonso is going to ah, great name Alfonso Fonzi is the best nickname you can have in football Fonzi maybe he has a you think that's going to be his name is that it's his, his, it's his oh, name oh it is his nickname yeah, it's okay. Fonzi so is Fonzi going to save their season no I don't think he's the he's the one factor to save Bayern's season ah, I think they okay. they're gonna they're gonna run over the league after the winter break oh, and no. Dortmund will struggle uh, because they have this uh, Champions League matches that are pretty important for Dortmund and I think at the end of April or mid-April everything is solved and then it's Fonzie time <laughs> so I mean the winter, great Fonzie the, time the Fonzie time is good isn't it yeah. why are they going for all these young players now um, I think they found out that their own like youth academy is shit because oh. they haven't brought up a pro player or a Bayern players in the, in the last 10 years. I think the last player is Muller? is Thomas Müller mm. uh, or yeah and Holger Badstuber and they they rebuild it everything. They have a new uh, everything is new, the whole academy is new, but it takes time to grow players and they don't have any but they need a younger team so they go crazy for younger players. But Bayern never was the club to develop young players who are not like uh, born at Bayern Munich or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, it's curious to see how they do deal with this new situation. Never Bayern was never a club make a young player better. They always buy the players when they are ready. But this is a change, and it's interesting. They still have James Rodriguez. They still well. have they still have Dortmund where they can buy the young players. <laughs> <laughs> it's their it's their better youth academy. Yeah. It's nice having a feeder clutch, <laughs> isn't it, really? Uh, so the winter break, as we say, is over. All eyes on the title race. Dortmund are six points ahead of Bayern, but you still think Bayern are going to do it? I have to. First of all, I'm a Schalke fan, so I, I love oh, struggling with okay. uh, Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> it's the worst season when they win the title because then they are so self-confident. Even, and even in the situation when my team is struggling big time. Uh, I'm not a Bayern fan, but I love a, a good title race and I think it will be very close to the next weeks. And I think Dortmund will have a bad start out of the winter break. 
uh, Bayern will have a better start and then we have an even title race or even Bayern is winning. Well, I mean, all that gold stake, <laughs> yeah. that's got to make you a better player. Of course. I mean, you know, we all know gold stays in your body. Mm-hmm. And we see Ayumik one week after he had a bad injury. He's out for a month, so he can eat a lot of steaks, mm. get fat. Oh, he is out, he's out for a month? Yeah, I think for two or three weeks. Fonzie time. Fonzie time, yeah. Mm. He never ate a gold steak, I'm pretty sure. Oh, he's definitely <laughs> eating a gold no. steak. Have you noticed that Salt Bay feeds these steaks to people on their on his knife? Yeah, that was what the discussion I don't understand, that they say, like, Ribéry behaves like an idiot. I mean, he did, but there were there are videos like Messi eating from a knife like a four-year-old retarded person, uh, <laughs> or Paul Pogba in a ninja dress sitting there, and this is already even worse than uh, than Ribéry like in his long shirt. And uh, I didn't I didn't understand the discussion. If someone wants to eat a steak that costs thousand two hundred euros and you can afford it, do it. Yeah. Yeah. You ever eaten a steak off a knife? <laughs> um, a knife from a different person. And the knife of a not from a different person. Though. Okay. No, I'm not an animal. No. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> no. Okay. You look a bit weird. Would you do it? That's my question. Would you do it? If you go to this restaurant and this crazy guy comes out and cuts your meat and hold it like this to you, would you mm-hmm. do like? Wait, hold on. Am, am I getting paid whatever the footballer gets paid, or am I on my normal wages? You are. You don't have to pay for it. He just comes out, cuts the, the meat, thing, and it? gives you the knife. Would you eat the Would you eat the meat, or would you say, "Shut the fuck up! I can eat my own"? <laughs> That's the question. Is my wife Instagram? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'm taking it from the knife. <laughs> um, any key games you want to mark out in the calendar for the for the next coming months, Benny? Um, well, the key games are pretty sure. In Germany, it's always the same. It's everybody's waiting for Bayern Dortmund. Uh, I think the key game for the beginning is uh, the first Dortmund game against Leipzig because Leipzig is good too. Ooh, yeah. uh, they're playing this weekend, so this is relevant for the start of the, of the, after the winter break. I think this is maybe the key game for the next two or three weeks. If Dortmund wins, uh, Bayern will have problems. If Dortmund struggles, then Bayern is there. And Bayern play Hoffenheim on Friday night. On Friday right? night, yeah. Oh, what a oh. thrilling game. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, I had one final point on, on Bayern. I was reading that Nicolas Sula would be Bayern's key player for this season, this part of this season. Is that completely wrong? Just uh, given how bad their defense has been? Yeah, how can you be a key player if your job is like defending and you have the best goalkeeper of the world in the goal uh, who is struggling? Uh, but I think he, he will replace uh, Hummels and Boateng, or one of each, mm. and they will search for new players next to him. So he will be the center of the Bayern defense over the next years, that I'm pretty sure. I think it'll be Hummels, right? I think Hummels is, mm. time is over. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, in third place, Borussia Mönchengladbach, 33 points. Yes. Surprise of this season what right there. surprise, yeah. And over the last 10 years, they played the most thrilling football in the Bundesliga after Dortmund, of course, after their great years. But they always have great players. They always have a great style of play. And now they have a really good team, like a team. It's not like they don't have a star. I mean, they have Hazard, the younger brother. And, but they have a team, and this is nice to watch. And he's going, to Dort- he's going to Dortmund anyway, isn't he? I think so, yeah. Ah, okay. So this weekend... Hoffenheim, Bayern Friday. Yeah, it's the Dortmund, start, but the Dortmund most important Leipzig. game is Dortmund-Leipzig, I would okay. say. That's what to look out for. Yes. If, if people have time this weekend. Yeah, they have to watch Dogs of Berlin, yeah. the FIFA movie, <laughs> and read Dan? all your replies on the Bielsa case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't do that. That's like fancy. <laughs> don't be cruel. Oh, that's, that, that's harsh. I thought we were over it by now. So on the subject of Germans... It's not quite working out for Mesut Ozil these days, is it, Alex? No, it's not. Can you unravel this mystery for us all? Well, I think um, 
he's kind of been caught between two stalls at Arsenal, to be honest. Um, Wenger clearly thought the world of him and thought he was the player that they could build, build the team around. Whopping, give him that whopping contract. And I think even Gazidis thought that as well. Um, obviously, both have now gone. Wenger's still not managing some anywhere. And Gazidis is at AC Milan. Um, Sven Mislintat has come in as the head of recruitment. Emery's come in as manager. Rouse and Leahy has come in as um, director of football. And they just don't fancy him for, for whatever reason. Um, it's You think it's justified? I, 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 I do. As, as you as a former professional footballer, I do understand. I'm interested in your opinion. I can understand why Emery doesn't like him. I, I, what I don't understand is why, especially in the West Ham game last weekend... He's not even on the bench. I think, you know, they they played OK last weekend against West Ham, but they just didn't have that someone that could pick the lock, who could come on in the last half an hour and, like, really make a difference. And he is he is exactly that man. But, and you know, in big games, he's not the person to press or track a man. So I do understand in, in the bigger games why he's not playing. But I think to not even have him in the squad is a bit strange. They had about 15 fullbacks on the bench too. Yeah, I think that yeah, they had one attacker on the bench, I think for the West Ham game maybe two. So yeah, it was it is an odd one. Sometimes managers just have that player that they want to pick out and make an example of and Ozil was obviously that man. But the the club are in a really difficult position now where he's on such a big wage that there's there's going to be such a small market for him. So how yeah, how can they get rid of him unless a club from China comes in or the Middle East or someone like that? So, yeah, Arsenal are in a bit of a tricky situation now, but I don't really have any sympathy for them because it's a situation of their own making completely. You could go back to Real Madrid, couldn't you? Yeah, sure. He did take him. He did quite well there. Mesudo Silva was very beloved in, in, in Real Madrid, but the way he, he almost felt, he still feels sad for living because he didn't want to leave Real Madrid, but... The offer, the problem it was his manage, his uh, uh, agent, his it was his his father, mm-hmm. Mustafa Ozil, and finally he left. But he still got this thing that he didn't want to leave Real Madrid because he was very beloved by the fans of uh, Bernabeu Stadium. And Sergio Ramos, of course, him, Ser- and, him and Sergio were. Sergio Ramos loved Ozil and he was and he protected him when on, on the last year of Mourinho Sergio Ramos and Ozil they were so close friends and, he's, and he, is a, he is a really good player the yeah. Leicester game this of season he was, he was brilliant it's probably the best individual performance I've seen in the Premier League this season certainly one of them but he does it one game in every ten and if you're a club that wants to challenge for trophies that's that's not enough he is a, the definition of a luxury player so yeah, I think he's the kind of player that the team has to play for him and yeah. he don't have to play for the team. And he's also a player you cannot bring from the bench. He's a starter or he's a not a starter. If you throw him in a game, his body language is not like, okay, now we now we change your everything. He just goes on the pitch, plays his stuff. He's brilliant, but he has to be from the beginning and he has he needs the complete trust of the team. And of course, Emery has, has, has had problems before with star players, not necessarily in um, Sevilla, but in, Sevilla. It, but in PSG, PSG for yeah. sure. PSG, he, had, he had huge problems there. He, yeah, he fell out with Neymar he, and he wanted to, at PSG, he wanted to play the sort of type of game that he's playing at Arsenal now, sort of high press, high intensity game, whereas the PSG players wanted to play a more possession-based game. And they just sort of ended up playing this like awful hybrid. Um, so, I, uh, like I said, I do understand why Arsenal, why Emery doesn't want him in his team for the big games. But 
Yeah, like I said, it's a situation of their own making, so we don't really feel sorry for What's them. What's his wages again? It's like 400,000? Yeah, maybe like 350. That? So I know they want to try and... They've sort of, from what I've read, they've touted him around to Inter Milan and Juventus. Um, but why would, why would they go for him for that sort of money? I don't know. Why should he go to Inter Milan? Yeah. I mean, can stay Inter Milan is a, isn't the Milan is a club on the up Francesco tells me yeah. <laughs> it's the Inter Milan balance says that. <laughs> you come from the bottom it's a long way <laughs> and what about the mystery of Arsenal a few you, a few games ago they were destroying Spurs mm-hmm. now they're getting destroyed by the Basmati Buskets <laughs> um, that's Declan Rice Declan Rice by the way yeah he's wondering. Um, I think a lot of people were going far too overboard with oh. their unbeaten run um, they didn't really Apart from Spurs, obviously the derby, they didn't really beat anyone. A lot of that included Europa League games and League Cup games. So I wouldn't, yeah, people are going far too overboard with that. Um, There's clearly deficiencies in defence. I'm not convinced by Leno at all. Um, They have had really bad luck with injuries as well. Rob Holden's a a big miss for them. Um, And now because of the money situation at the club, they can't really add anyone in January. So... I think they'll do very well to finish in the top four this season. That was going to be my next question. No, Can I d- they do top four? I mean, if they do, it'll be because the other teams slip away. I don't think it will be because of what Arsenal are doing. I like Emery, and I think he is he is doing a good job, considering Wenger left, who was such a big figure at the club, and Gazidis left within the space of a few months. So it's been a massive overhaul. We saw what happened at Man United a few years ago when two massive figures left. So he is doing a relatively good job, but... Um, yeah, I just yeah, I can't see them finishing top four this season. You raised your eyebrows when he said Leno wasn't a good keeper. No, I think he's a good keeper, but maybe he's not masterclass or super class keeper. He is like over the average. Over uh, the average class. Yeah. Okay. But he's not like he's not a good footballer. Let's say it like this. He can. I mean, he can uh, handle the ball on with his feet, but uh, and he's too small for in my eyes. And he's always in Germany. He's always the number three or four. There's yeah. always there was in the beginning. There was this big in the youth. There was this big fight, Leno or Testegen, and we have a clear winner. So. Yeah, I think we all. Yeah, we all know <laughs> the answer for that one. Yeah. Um, Arsenal play Chelsea this weekend. Mm. London derby. Yeah. What do they need to do to come away with all three points? Um, I Win. think Winwood, of course, well, would be a start. To the- I think we've seen in recent weeks that if you stop Jorginho you can effectively stop Chelsea going forward um, and obviously I imagine Torreira will get that job so that'll be a really interesting part of the game to watch I just I've, I find Chelsea so odd they've done the complete opposite of what they, I thought they'd do this season I thought they'd struggle in the first few months and then they'd sort of get better as you know the longer they'd work with Sarri but yeah, it literally has been the complete opposite I think that um, Sarri's far too dogmatic in his sort of in the way he wants to play in his philosophy he just he's so wedded to this the idea of how he wants to play and that's fine if you're if you have the best players but he just doesn't and he's he's playing Kante out of position for me I know it, people I know people want to be fashionable and say that he can be box to box but he's not he's a defensive midfielder and that's the end of it he's, he's uh, not playing Hazard in his correct position and he's just nullifying all of his effectiveness. You mean through the centre? Through the centre, yeah, mm. as a false nine. It, I mean, it, I know it worked for Mertens at Napoli, but it's not working for Hazard. He needs to be out on the left, jinking in, taking on players. I don't know why he's not playing. I know Giroud isn't a brilliant player, but if, now that as long as they don't have Higuain, they should be playing Giroud, I think, as a, as a number nine. So I just, yeah, I, I just, they're just, yeah, like I said, he's far too wedded to this the way he wants to play, and he hasn't got the players to play it. So 
I can't get over the Higuain thing. I, uh, I, can't, I, I can't understand it. I think he'll be good in the short... Well, if he goes, which it looks like he will do. I think he'll be good in the short term. He's obviously got a good relationship with Sarri. He, is, he has got this reputation for being not being a very good finisher because he bottles it in the big games. But, you know, he's got the goal-scoring record in Serie A that stood for over 60 years. When he's on, he is really good. And, hope, well, I, I think he might do OK in the Premier League. But it's a short-term... It's a short-term fix, isn't it? Alejandro's shaking his head here. No way, Iguain, no way. But <laughs> it's one one moment the, the Chelsea wants to change Iguain for Morata. That's an upgrade. We'll That's that. crazy. The starting point from that. Apart from that, Iguain with Sarri can work, probably, but he's not a player to trust on a long-term project. He's a player that probably has still... He's 31 now. He has still only one, two years of good football until we see his decrease. If, and, and it's, like I said, he's a short-term fix, but if Chelsea want a proper goal scorer, they should go for Icardi. He's got a clause in his contract where if foreign club, non-Italian clubs go in for him, he's 110 million. I mean, that's nothing in the market. I know Chelsea haven't got a huge amount of money to spend, but what are they? what's the fee that they're going to pay, well, in terms of wages and loan fee, mm. they're going to be paying... The, in total, Higuain's probably going to cost them 30-plus million. Throw in the food bill. Well, quite. They might as well go all out and get a Cardi, and, that, and he can be their goal scorer for the next six years. So I just, I, I think it's a very... And then we said the market is not overpriced with Higuain, <laughs> 110 millions. Well, no yeah. words. OK, and Ramsey... Uh, the story, yeah, no, I don't want to talk about Ramsey. I want <laughs> a final prediction from you. That's what I want. For Chelsea Arsenal? For Chelsea Arsenal, um, yeah. I think it will probably be a high-scoring draw. Two each. Two each? Yeah. Interesting. You watched that? I was just wondering, is there, isn't there a London Derby every weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Arsenal-West Ham last weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot of good clubs in London. Yeah, was yeah. there? Is there ever been a match day where there were only London Derbies or like eight London Derbies at the same time? Or is there no, I think, for, I think for policing purposes, that's probably okay. not. Yeah. Yeah. But it, that's a good question, though. Thank you. What's the best footballing city in the world? Buenos Aires. But the London clubs... Although they've never have any, but they've won one Champions League. Uh, only for, for yeah. like titles, or is it or? Manchester, or is it Liverpool? What's the best footballing? For titles, if it's or? trophies, it has to be yeah. Milan. Yes, it's probably more Madrid than Milan, but oh, Madrid is also Madrid's okay. They've done one, especially or two. for Atletico. They've their yeah. big wins over the last years. <laughs> or is, your, is it Girona? Is it? No. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Between both clubs, starting European champion, uh, champions, championship titles. Yeah, 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 I know. But maybe you could people could email in. Hmm. Yeah. Let us know what you think so is the it's, best. So it's the city with the most titles, right? That I no, let's just say the best. And anybody can give their reasons. For fan for reasons, it must be Buenos Aires. But for football reasons, it's another one. It's well, not Berlin, put it that way. It's, yeah, not, it's not Berlin. <laughs> it's not Berlin. Okay. Well, that's all from us today. My thanks to Alejandro Alex... Alex? Yes, Alex. <laughs> I got distracted because I, I had a different name then here. Uh, you point at me when you say Alex. Alex is at the other yeah, side. Yeah, it of the is, table. I know. I'm Benny, yeah. of course. <laughs> we will be back next week, but in the meantime, you can listen to the back catalog on iTunes, Circlet, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast hit. And thanks for listening.